following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. Uh, Matt Keogh, my co-host, not here today. That little laughter you heard at the beginning of the segment was our guest today. Uh, two of Ken East's best track athletes. Uh, two girls that I've coached now for four years. Um, please welcome to the podcast, Jess New- Jessica Newbert. And Aaron Donnellan. Ladies, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) There's the laugh that uh, almost every day laughing for no reason, laughing for reasons. It's been it's been four years worth of laughter at the track and field. So welcome. And I hope we're uh, it sounds like we're already having fun on this episode. (laughs) For sure. All right. So we're going to start with our coming in hot episode. And I did this last week and we're doing it again this week. Just the countdown is on the countdown towards the end of the school, the countdown towards the end of spring sports. It is awesome. I mean, like I said, for for us and I'm sure for you guys at Ken East with high school, you guys have less days. But I know me, I've got 22 days. With kids, 23 days without kids left, school days, school days left in the school year. Um, When do you girls start counting down? Like, I know it's senior year, getting ready for college. Like, did you guys kind of start the countdown at the beginning of the year? Did you kind of start it um, Christmas time? When did you guys really start or have you started the countdown yet? I mean, I've been counting on the days till like graduation. I think it's like 30 days coming up. But I haven't like started counting down school days. I kind of don't want to. It's, it's a little too sad for us. Yeah, it's getting to the point where it's just like becoming real that it's ending. So it's kind of sad to think about. But I have been waiting for graduation. Oh, I'm sure. And it's I remember for me, it was a super exciting time. But at the same time, the closer you get to it, you know, it does. It gets a little nervous. You know, you get a little like. Like when you graduate, when you pass on from 10th grade to 11th grade, 11th grade to 12th grade, you know, what's coming when you pass on from senior year to high school, it's almost like, or to, to college or whatever the next step is. It's like, Oh, this is, this is getting real. I'm entering the real world, quote unquote. So a fun time, but a, an, a little bit of a nervous time as well. I'm sure. Absolutely. So now that we got all that fun stuff out of the way, NFLs for track and field coming up the big uh, NFL championships uh, tomorrow and Tuesday. You girls ready? Excited? Yes. I'm going to throw 100. Absolutely. And um, Jess, you throw discus, uh, used to throw shot, but decided not to throw (laughs) shot this year, focusing on discus. Aaron is a shot put and um, shot put and discus thrower for me. Jess also, in fact, this year you really got big into the four by ones. And long jump. <laughs> I know last year, last year we kind of had to twist your arm a little bit to get you to long jump, but this year, yeah. you, 
Last right year, in a row. you guys threw me in every single four by four that happened. <laughs> it was just like last year, it was almost like, okay, we need an extra person for this. Jess, come do this. We need an extra long jumper. Jess, come long jump. You're definitely. So, but this year, there were, especially towards the end of the meet, you were, you know, coach, can I do this? Monahan, can I do this? So it's been, it's been I great to know. see you stepping up. I wouldn't necessarily run the 800 given. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we tried to, we tried to put you in the four by eight or the, sorry, the 800. And you were like, mm, no, that's, that's I, the line. I was totally down to run a four by eight. If the other team didn't have another four by eight team, but Monahan said the other team had a four by eight team. So he put me in the open 800 and I said, no, I was never going to do that. <laughs> and it turns out Ken West did not have a four by eight team. So <laughs> we were full. I couldn't be in that four by eight team. We were fooled. In fact, coming off of the big, our first win of the season last week against Kenmore West. Um, now with the rivalries, and I know Jess, you played hockey before Aaron, you played volleyball. Is it always just more satisfying to get that win against Ken West against the big rival East versus West? I feel like track, it doesn't feel as much like a rivalry. Like, I feel like we're more together since we compete against so many other schools, but it's still nice to like win and have that over them. I think in other sports like volleyball, like when we would have our East West games, like at East, it would be like the most hype game of the entire season. Yeah, it felt way more competitive. Like when we won, it was like, like it's such a high feeling. Like it was, it was really nice. But in hockey, our team was combined. So we didn't really have the rivalry that we would have in any other sport. But. Okay. So yeah. Cause you've got the East West uh, high school team for girls, uh, hockey team combined. Now were there a lot of um, hockey girls from that team that you run like that play track and field for West that you kind of run into and did that kind of dampen the rivalry a little bit just cause you knew them. I really only ran into one girl who I was on the hockey team with because most of them go to lacrosse or like softball, but she ran a completely different, she was a distance runner, I'm a thrower, <laughs> really different area. Now for track and field, it do you notice there's that divide even within the team where it's okay, runners kind of hang with runners, uh, throwers kind of hang with throwers, sprinters kind of kind of go there, jumpers kind of hang with um, jumpers. Do you notice there's that divide in the track and field teams or does everybody kind of gel together? I mean, at the end of the day, like everyone gels together, but definitely like in practices and in meets, like it's so like separated. Like I barely even see the runners during meets and stuff, but I see the throwers everywhere I look. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it is a little weird. And especially this year, um, there's, we've got a bigger, um, this might be the biggest group of throwers that we've had in quite some time. Usually, especially with the girls, usually it's, I mean, there's been times where it's been, you know, three or four girls throwers and that's it. You know, this year uh, we've got you two, Chrissy's joined, uh, Amelia's joined as a thrower, uh, Anjali's been a thrower. So we've got like five, six um, girls, uh, the guys, I think we were at eight or nine um, throwers this year. So it's, it's been a great, um, almost like a, almost like the family's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger in the throwing world. So it's been great. Yeah. Now, that, now that you guys and Aaron, especially you is that veteran thrower, do you kind of feel like almost, almost that 
second coach or mentor where you're kind of grooming that younger generation of throwers coming in behind you? Yeah, I definitely do feel like a lot of what I do is like helping other people at this point. Like I obviously still focus on myself and my own goals, but I want to set like the younger kids up to succeed since I have already been working at it for a couple of years and I know I can help them. And like you said, there's just, we have a lot more people than usual. So like you have to split yourself between a lot of people. So I try and help out where I can with that too. And I tell you, and these are two of my captains for the team and they always do a great job. Now, do you notice, is it something that you kind of had to make a conscious effort or was it just something that, Hey, this is, this is just how it is. You know, this is just you're you were ready for it. I know when I'm over by the like discus ring and you're over by shot put, like all the girls are like, Jess, like, can you watch me do this? Jess, can you watch me do my spin? Can you tell me what I'm doing wrong? I think I think it's more of them asking me and then me guiding them to what they want, like me to look at and stuff and telling them like what they're doing wrong and what they can fix. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, I'm always nervous that I'm going to come off as like rude when oh, I try yeah. and give people advice. <laughs> I'm always like, like if it's really bad or something, cause they're just picking it up. I'm like, I don't want to sound mean. Like that wasn't bad, but here's like what you should fix. And they're like, Oh no, please tell me. So after we get past that point, it goes pretty well. Yeah. And I think that's just, you know, learning, learning your teammates. Um, now, can you guys think of back to when you were freshmen coming in, um, you know, whether it was in the long jump, whether it was in shot put, whether it was in discus. Um, I know, Aaron, we talk about this all the time. Your freshman year, I think you said maybe five words the entire season. <laughs> Um, but just think of like where you girls were as, as first year throwers, first year track and field athletes to where you are now. Um, what's been the difference or, or were there some older girls on the team that you kind of learned almost how to be a leader from back when you, back when you were freshmen? I remember the very first time I ever long jumped, I had no practice. They put me in a varsity spot. It was at Grand Island and I had like three three long jumpers, boy long jumpers who were like varsity long jumpers. They had to tell me everything to do. They counted my steps before I went. <laughs> they had to watch, make sure where my foot was, but that definitely gave me like a sense of idea, like of where I was going to be when I was a senior and like how to tell like the, the younger long jumpers. Like I count the beginning of the season. I counted like every little like long jumpers steps this year, like all the eighth and ninth graders. I was telling them how many steps to take, where their marks are and stuff. And I thought that it was like kind of surreal that it was me doing that instead of me being taught how to do it. Yeah, I would definitely say Grace and Anna and then Lindsay with outdoor, especially for shot. Like I remember just throwing with Grace and Lindsay and we'd be like varsity and they were throwing like 10 feet further than me, <laughs> but they were so nice about it. But I was like freaked out and I wanted to be like them. And now I'm like how old they were when I was like a freshman yeah. and now I'm helping other freshmen and stuff. And it's just like, nice to think about. Oh, for sure. And I, and it's an indoor, I know you were a big uh, mentor towards, towards Lola as yeah. a thrower and an outdoor. It seems like you've kind of taken uh, Chrissy under your wing a little bit there, both of you. And it's, for me, it's just, it's great to see. Cause you remember, um, 
seeing that from years past, even, you know, when I was a soccer player, you'd always take the younger kids under your wing and, and get there. Did you ever get that sense of, um, worry where you didn't want to, you wanted to help them, but at the same point, you didn't want to help them too much because they might take your spot type of deal. Or was it just all, listen, this is for the betterment of the team. If they take my spot, that's great. I'm going to work hard to get it back type of deal. Did you ever get a little nervous with that? Yeah. Um, not so much with like the younger kids, but like when Anjali came no. out, when, no, like no, Anjali, so <laughs> Anjali could be way better than me. And I try and help her. It's a little awkward because she's like older than me, but um, I, how I think of it is like, I want people to do their best and then that should be pushing me to be better. If I want to be the best, then that's my work, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't help someone else. I remember helping Anja last year with disc and I, I just, I kept thinking, I'm, I kept thinking she's going to be way better than me. She's going to be hitting like hundreds next season. Like I want her to like do the best that she can. Like I remember thinking that and now look at her. She's like literally cracked at this point. <laughs> she's so good. And, and now do you kind of, um, do you th- feel that that made you better in discus though, where you were, you had to, you were helping Anjali last year. Now she's, you know, right where you are. And it's kind of pushed you to, you guys are really neck and neck. I think you, you threw 92 in the last meet. She's at 91, 90, 91. You guys are right there with each other. It's definitely made me more competitive. And I know last year, given the season that we had, like, I felt like, I felt like it was like me and then like the other throwers and we were like all at like the kind of like the same spot. Like we weren't really like qualifying or anything, but now like all three of us have qualified and I feel like it's getting like really competitive within our team. And I like that because it gives me like a reason to throw farther. Like I want to like, I want to be the best on the team. For sure. Um, now both of you play individual sports. Um, Jess, did you do volleyball as well this year? I know Aaron, that's I your. Did. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just with what, what do you feel like the different dynamics, even from a, from a traditional team sport, like volleyball, um, to track and field where it's definitely, I mean, it's a team sport, but it's more of an individual event. Do you notice like any differences just in, in the team itself or any differences in the way you prepare for a a game or a track meet, as opposed to a volleyball match? I definitely watch what I eat more before I track meet. Um, during volleyball, we'd get food before every single game. But I guess volleyball being like more of a team sport, it's very different. You don't really celebrate the little victories that you get. Like I was libero of the team, which means like I was like a defensive player. And like I never really celebrated how many gigs I had per game as opposed to like how far I would throw and disc and like how like that's more of a victory to me and the team, but in volleyball, it's more of like a team win, a team like competition, you know? Yeah. I feel like there's more like tension with volleyball. Like I liked everyone on the team in that, but it was hard when we lost because then everyone felt bad. But I feel like with track, if like one person doesn't do so good, it's easier for everyone else to lift them up Mm -hmm. than it is. I don't know. I feel like there's just, no, I definitely, when, like, being one of the captains of volleyball, having, like, a bad game, like, as a team, it was, like, incredibly difficult to try to lift the girls up when I know that they weren't playing as best as they could, as opposed to, like, track. Like, I know if someone, like, does, like, one bad throw, like, I know I can lift them up 
to like do another good one as opposed to like just having like an off game. Now, is it a, what about the, is there a little bit more added pressure in, in track and field for discus and shot put? You have four throws. That's it. You know, if granted, it only takes one good throw to make it a good day, but you only have four chances. You know, in a volleyball game, you have what's an average volleyball game, about an hour, hour and a half that it takes uh-huh. to play. Yeah. Um, you know, you're playing, you've, there's multiple points, uh, you're playing different matches. You, if you make a mistake or you can correct it, it's not necessarily going to, going to destroy your team. Um, is there a little bit more added pressure just because you only have four throws at a meet for shot and disc? Yeah, I would also say it's hard, like at invites or something when you're not towards the end of your flight. And even when you finish throwing, a bunch of people go after you and then there's nothing you can do about that if they mm-hmm. do better than you. I struggle with that. Especially only having three throws. Yeah, three invites. throws is really tough to Although throw. Aaron, you're this year you've usually been in the final flights towards the end yeah, of I that like flight. It that so way. <laughs> <laughs> um I like when I see other people like doing good, it makes me wanna it's like okay, I have to keep up with that. I have to beat them. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I also, um, I'm not a runner, but I know you only get one race and you have to do the best that you can in that race or else it like doesn't even matter. Like you could be like first heat of something and do amazing and like go on to the finals or you could do terrible and like not even advance and you only get like one shot. So no, very true. And it's a lot of practice. I mean, it's, you know, you're practicing the entire week, you're practicing the entire season for literally four throws. And then if you have a good meet, you know, good or bad, you've got to go back to the drawing board, figure out what you did right, figure out what you did wrong. Usually it's me telling you, all right, we need to work on this. We need to work on pivot. We need to work on push. We need to work on slap off the face, turn your hips, just get that left leg over more Aaron slap off your face. (laughs) The beginning of the season. I I didn't get any single throws in for like five weeks. And yeah, that was, that was crazy. (laughs) But now it, and talk a little bit about that. How, just how frustrating was that where, I mean, this was now your, your third season as a discus thrower and you start the season and you're, it was right side foul, right side foul, right side foul. How frustrating was that? It was incredibly frustrating. (laughs) I think I said I wanted to quit the team at least six times a practice. Yeah. That sounds about right. (laughs) I was just, I was in a bad mood constantly. I was getting frustrated with everyone. Monahan told me the same thing every single time. I didn't do it. Any of my throws. And I was like, Monahan, it's not working. (laughs) I was getting mad at Monahan. I was getting mad at people watching me throw. I was like, stop watching. (laughs) Everyone was making fun of me because I couldn't get any of my throws in. Um, But then I started to like overcome it. I was like starting to get like my 70s, my 80s. And it was like, it was relieving to say. Um, I finally got a PR a couple weekends ago for the first time in like a year, I guess. And it was, it was really relieving. I thought I was going to (laughs) now do you think those struggles in the early part of the season really made it that much sweeter when you finally hit that 90 92 that foot throw 
I heard 92 and I started tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> and then went proceedingly to give everybody near the discus pit a high five, which <laughs> was awesome. High fives, yes. It was nice. <laughs> And then, Aaron, this takes to you. I mean, I know for indoor, even going back to the indoor season, you were stuck on the high 20s for like a while until yeah. you finally broke through to that that 30 foot. Uh, when you finally broke through and into the 30s, how did it feel? Was it just like, a, oh, my God, I finally did it? Or is it just more like, man, it's about time. And now you're you're pretty consistent in the 30s almost every single meet. Like, tell us a little bit about finally breaking through to that big milestone. It definitely, it felt really earned. Like I knew I could hit it, but since I wasn't for so long, I like started doubting it, but I had hit 30 last year. So I knew I could do it, but with indoor, it was just so hard to not really be able to practice the throwing or that, that I was trying to go a little easier on myself for not constantly improving. Like I usually do in outdoor but I still get really excited when I hit 30, even if it's not a PR or even if I PR by like a little bit, just PR by a quarter inch, by a quarter of an inch. <laughs> like just hitting 30 is such an achievement for me every time I do it. Oh, for sure. Now those doubts, um, is there anything like those doubts in sports can creep in at any time, but is there anything in particular that you do, whether it's consciously or subconsciously to kind of get those doubts out of out of there get them um you know just deal with them um I feel like I just kind of keep pushing myself and sometimes I'll be like I think I've peaked and I'm like no like I can't let that happen I still have a couple months of the season left um but I think I just keep working at it because I feel like I have to get better like that can't just be it for me and you definitely have. Jess, how about you? Any way that you dealt with the frustration or dealt with even the doubts or or the, I don't know how many times you quit the season this year? But, <laughs> or uh, is that is that part of your process? Just listen, I, I quit. I fr like get frustrated and then come back. Um, I guess a part of the reason I wanted to get the frustration out was because you kept calling it the yips. And that made me... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Something about that made it, made it a little more frustrating, but um, I, <laughs> no, honestly, um, gosh, I don't even know. I, before I throw, I look up to the trees. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of clear my head. I don't really know how I deal with frustration. I just say I'm going to quit a bunch of times and then yeah, go some, on. <laughs> sometimes I have to lay down for a second. <laughs> Aaron goes into the position. <laughs> Or have the restorative circles that Aaron said oh, was here. The restorative, the restorative circle, circle always helps. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like for each individual throw, I definitely try and clear my head a little bit for shot more. So I have a routine I do and I'll just like be like, <laughs> yeah, I tap my foot. I like lift the shot in the air, whatever. But I'm just like take a deep breath and I'm like, OK, I'm just going to launch it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's all that matters at that moment. Now, it's funny, we do talk about this because a lot of the practices and we try to keep it fun during practices, but a lot of the practices are, especially when you get into your where, you know, the form, you know, everything, it's really just small tweaks, but a lot of it really is um, small little things. And it's repetitive, like or just get your second leg over, open your hips, Aaron, you've got to drive a little bit more through the ring, just hearing almost the same 
three, four, maybe five things over and over and over the entire year coming out of my mouth the entire year over and over. Does that at times, and we talked a little bit about this earlier in the season, does that almost add to the frustration where you get to the point and don't be afraid. You can tell me where you get to the point where like, all right, shut up, Monahan. I know. <laughs> I think I might have asked you to stop talking a couple times, <laughs> but that is when I'm frustrated. Like with shot, I always come up too fast and I know I always come up too fast, but I just hear it so much and I know I need to fix it. But when I do fix it, I hit 30 and then I'm like, he's right. <laughs> but, um but it can be frustrating when I know I keep making the same mistake. I know um, it just kind of makes me focus on what I'm doing more. Like I get out of the ring, Jess, you need to do this. You need to do this. And I get in there and I, and I like try to do it and my throw goes farther and I'm like, Oh, maybe I should keep listening. To him. <laughs> but now, yeah, it's definitely a little annoying. <laughs> now the beauty about track and field is, and, and we've seen this oftentimes where, whether it's uh, me helping out other other kids from other teams, or sometimes another coach, uh, the St. Joe's coach, uh, or now he's at Cheek Coach Bullock has come up to you girls on a couple of occasions and giving you um, little pieces of advice, whether it's been in discus shot, weight uh, for indoor. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on like other coaches from other schools, like kind of coming up um, and, and giving you a few pointers or talking to me and giving you a few pointers? Do you, kind of, do you guys find that helpful, annoying? I've never had it happen. So. Um, yeah, especially for like indoor with weight. Um, no offense, but I feel like Coach Bullock definitely helped me. Like, it's just such a weird event that no one at our school has really been good at. So like any advice anyone can give me, I'll gladly take and try it. Um, I usually don't mind unless I'm in like a bad mood. I don't want to hear what someone <laughs> else has to say, especially if they're not my coach. But usually if they have something good to say, I don't mind them helping me out at all. No, absolutely. And I think that's almost the uniqueness of track and field. And we had a couple of coaches. We had uh, the Grand Island, Niagara Wheatfield and Niagara Falls coaches on um, for some of our episodes where they it's a sport where in volleyball, you're not going to get the other coach from the other team that you're playing Hey, Jess, if you spike it over here, our girl's not going to be able to, or if Aaron, if you hit a serve to number so-and-so, you're going to take a point from us. You're not going to get really another coach from another team giving you advice during the meet, you know, whereas in track and field, you'll get coaches that will kind of, whether it's during the event, after the event or before the event, they're, they're more willing to, not all of them, but they're more, a lot of them are more willing to give advice even if it means that they're that's going to help you beat their team. Yeah. With what we were talking about earlier of like, if we get nervous to give someone else advice and they're going to be better than us, I feel like if a coach is going to help me, I'll take it. Then it's like their kid's responsibility to beat me. But I don't think like coaching or giving advice. I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. No. And I've seen you two do it on a number of occasions, whether we've been, I know Aaron, you've um, done a lot during the indoor season with uh, the girl from uh, Will North, where you kind of, you yeah. girls were kind of sharing different techniques back and forth. Yeah, uh, I, sectionals, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. And then I know Jess, I've seen you talk to a number of girls from different schools. Um, 
it's talk a little bit about that because that is unique again you're not really seeing that even at hockey you're not going to skate by but like you know man if you would have deked me one more second i would have been gone i mean it's is that do you enjoy that or is it just something where you feel like you just have to do it i definitely think it's 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 a lot different track and field is a lot different than any other sport I know like volleyball, like you can be friends with other players on other teams, but you're not going to give them advice. You're not going to like tell them what to do. And like, especially on the court. Yeah, especially (laughs) on the court. You're not talking through the net. But um, like many occasions, like I've gotten compliments from like volleyball coaches for other teams, but never have they ever told me like, like you're doing this wrong. Like you need to fix this. But like in track, like just the other meet at West, their coach was like, like, me and Medora, she was telling me I need to like get my foot over or something. I followed that throw, but it's, it's definitely like unique. And I've definitely helped like a number of like starter girls on different teams with like their discus form and like where to put their feet, how to hold the discus, like where to like, let it come over you and stuff. Yeah. Especially with those like smaller dual meets. Yeah. There's a lot more talking going on for like a longer period of time. So you like, you're talking to anyone anyways that you're throwing with. So people will be like, wow, that was a really good throw. Or they'll be like, oh, I made that same mistake earlier. Like you should try bringing your foot around. Or Yeah, we just chatted up. We just talked to people because you're just waiting to throw. There's really nothing else to do. I feel like a lot of the conversation is like, man, I don't want to be here. <laughs> man, I hate this sport. I hate this sport. I don't want to do this again. And then everyone does really well. And it's like, okay, well, I was like joking, but Aaron in fetal position, I hate this sport. <laughs> 80 feet qualifies for sectionals. <laughs> I did hate it at the time. And yeah, just because it can, it can really get frustrating. And I know a lot of times, especially during the throws, you know, sometimes it's like, all right, girls, quiet down a little bit. Quiet down a little bit. <laughs> one loop for me yeah we're not the only problem <laughs> it's not just us but it is a lot of fun and i mean sometimes you know just the simple fact of somebody reading a tape measure could make you <laughs> make you laugh whether they're reading it correctly or incorrectly um it can it you know it's it's a lot of fun now how important do you girls think um obviously two uh very good academic um, students as well. Do you feel that sports kind of plays a role in that academic um, area with with schooling as well? Or is it just I was it, it has no impact there whatsoever? It definitely gets you a lot more awards in the, in the end. But um, yeah, it definitely gives you a lot more recognition because you're doing two very difficult things on like at once, like you're putting school and sports like into one schedule like I leave my house at like seven and I don't get home until like 5 6 even meets it's like 9 p.m and stuff and it's like it's very difficult to balance the two but it's very worth it in the end yeah I would like I don't know we've both been in school and yeah. <laughs> in sports for a long time I definitely say it's like helped with my time management but it's like very rewarding I mean we're both pretty successful mm-hmm. at both um, and I don't know if it's being a little full of myself, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I'm like really good at both and I'm yeah. able to manage it. And I feel like for track, especially there's a lot of that. Like we have a lot of like the top of the class, but also yeah. are really successful on the field too. 
for sure. And I know track, we usually win the uh, academic awards um, yeah. for uh, student athletes. So it's really, I think it, it, a lot of it works hand in hand together. Um, now, what got you girls into uh, sports in general? Like I obviously before track and field volleyball, I'm guessing came first was the big sport. Like what got you into volleyball? What got you into track? Um, how did you, have you always been into sports, even from uh, real young on, like what got you involved in the sports in the first place? Honestly, um, well, I've always been into sports like my whole life. Like it was a part of like my family. Like I played soccer and I played, I played volleyball starting in like seventh grade with Aaron. <laughs> um, I don't remember why we wanted to join volleyball, but I do remember that the modified years were <laughs> um, very interesting. And then like we just kept progressing. But I think that sports have played like a huge role in my life. Like it's like it's like really like who I am. Like I'm like in a very athletic person. Like, I don't know like what I would do. Like if I didn't play sports, I'd probably be really boring. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've always done sports too. Like I started with soccer and I've always done sports with the town. Like I used to do their tennis and their softball and that kind of stuff. Um, and I have an older brother and he played volleyball. So, and I really liked watching it. So that's kind of how I got into that. And then with track, I did like the town's summer program and I kind of like got to see how it worked and stuff. Um, and I met Mia Medor in that and she coached me there. Um, and then I, my brother had a couple of friends who were on the track team and they told me I wouldn't have to run that I could just throw. <laughs> so that kind of encouraged me there. And I tried to get my friends to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Aaron, uh, there were a few times this indoor season where you were definitely not happy with some of the running that we did for when we did oh my God. Cardio days. Where we'd go be like, all right, today was a cardio day. And you get that mean look on your face. No, no. Monahan, do we have to do cardio? Like 15 minutes. And I would be getting left and you'd be like, good job. And I'd be like, shut up. Like fighting for my life. I'd pass Erin like three times. She'd okay. look at me. She'd be like, oh, you'd be like, you got it. And I'd be like, don't even touch it. <laughs> but I did it. I worked hard. Absolutely. And I know we, uh, <laughs> this year in, in particular, we did the cardio days, the lifting days where we did stairs, agility work. Yeah. Oh God, not the stairs. <laughs> oh, the stairs were everybody's favorites. But um, yeah, there were definitely days where Erin was not happy on the cardio days. <laughs> I always did it. I always pushed through, but I oh, wasn't for sure. Now, do you feel like, like, I know for me, especially soccer was my big sport and track and field, but I was more of a distance runner, but there were days, there were practices where I just, I knew what was coming and I, I did not want to do them at all. Um, like I know for me, for soccer, for wind sprints, I hated wind sprints back and forth. And there were days where we would do it for 20, 30, 40 minutes straight in a practice. But afterwards, for me, it just felt like while doing them, I hated every minute of it. But afterwards, I had a big sense of, ah, that's great. Finally, it's over. Yeah, I did. Like almost like a big sense of accomplishment, even though for, for other people, it was just, it's just wind sprints. Why are you so? Yeah, like, especially those cardio days when like <laughs> the runners would walk by and they'd be like, yeah, you got to keep going. I'd be so mad. But I like... I have to think about it personally. Like, I know it's easier for, like, even other people. On the 
Um, but like for me, it was a big accomplishment to be running for 15 minutes. Um, and definitely like being with the team for that, like Lola and I ran a lot or just like running around that hallway with everyone. It made it easier to do it than it would be to be like by myself. But I felt very proud of myself, even though, because it was an accomplishment for me, even if it was easier for other people. Oh, for sure. Now, how would uh, both of you are on the indoor team um, and outdoor team? How would you describe like is indoor and outdoor very similar? Is it kind of like its own little animal? Like what? Jess was quick. Jess was like, nope, not at all. Like, what do you what what do you think are the biggest differences between the indoor season and the outdoor season? Indoor is more unhinged. Indoor is very unhinged. You'll be in, you'll be smushed inside this college with like 30 Every teams. team in Western New York. You got to find like uh, your own little area. Make sure no one steals anything from that area because you're right up against another team. You're not allowed in the infield, but there's like a hundred, maybe more people in the infield. We left to get food. No one even questioned it. <laughs> it's very, it's very unhinged. And outdoors unhinged too, but it's more like it's, spread out. It's yeah, like you don't notice it. And I feel like outdoor feels more divided. Like for mm-hmm. indoor, everyone was doing their own thing, but we were all like contained in the same space. For mm-hmm. outdoor, it feels more spread out and like yeah, because usually the like the field events are like way on the outskirts of the track, and yeah. then everything else is on the track. And we're like 50 miles away from everyone else. And there's like some different events between the sport, yeah. between the seasons, but. For sure. And I mean, I know for indoor, we do a lot more because we're in the school. So we do a lot more work in the fitness center. We do a lot mm-hmm. more, whether it's lifting, whether it's running um, on the treadmills. So we're able to get a lot more um, actual physical work in where by the time you get to outdoor season, you know, we move to the track and field. We do lift but it's, it's not the same as being in that workout center, that fitness center where a lot of the equipment simply isn't there, or you just almost, almost don't really have the time, especially by the time the meet schedule gets there, because you don't want to lift right before a meet. You don't want to lift right after a meet. It, It gets a little nuts. No, the meet schedule compared to indoor is ridiculous. Like we'll have like three meets in one week and then do it again the next week. Yeah. No breaks. No, I did like indoor, like having one meet a week and it was at like Saturday, Sunday, and then you could just work through the entire week. Focus on what you did wrong that meet, like correct it for the next one. Like it was hard not to be able to throw for indoor, but I feel like lifting really helped me. And then it's hard not to be able to lift, but for outdoor, but now I can actually work on the throwing part. So I feel like lifting and then going into the throwing has helped me for sure. Oh, for sure. And there would, there'd be days, I think what every Wednesday, one day a week, maybe we'd get into the gym and we'd be able to throw during the indoor season, but not much, but it was def it was definitely more of a lifting. Um, in fact, it was interesting where I was on a vacation and what do I get a text message (laughs) video from uh, YouTube with a uh, deadlift or, uh, during practice that I wasn't there. So that was, but it is, it, it really is. It's a lot of lifting. You get your work, you get your workouts in and then, you know, you get ready for, it's almost like a practice to get ready for the outdoor season as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, then uh, talk a little, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jess. I remember when you were in Jamaica. <laughs> in, in Jamaica is I'm uh, out on the beach and I get the, you know, the random just 
Money and I downloaded so much. I this much. <laughs> Which was a lot of fun. Now, with the indoor season, talk about the hour and a half, hour and 45 minute bus rides every single oh, week, all the way out to Houghton. Sometimes getting on the bus as early as 6, 6.30 in the morning. I liked it a lot more when it was just varsity meets because mm -hmm. for like the first time ever this year, they had a couple where you could just send a lot of people and it was hard to have like kids who don't know how to behave on a bus to be on a bus with them for that long. So much garbage. A lot of garbage and especially like Friday afternoons when we'd leave, it was different than like Saturday, Sunday mornings when we had to be there at 6.30 and everyone was just like dead. Yeah, it was agreed that everyone would be quiet on the bus or just sleep. There'd be like one or two people talking. But No, there was one bus ride home where it was you and Alexis sitting behind me and they would not stop talking. <laughs> it was, I swear, it was like 12 in the morning or something. And all I heard was Aaron and Alexis chatting up a storm behind me. <laughs> yeah, like I am guilty of being those people sometimes, but other times... I remember we were coming back and it was like really late at night and I was trying to take a nap <laughs> and there was just like a couple of distance boys like playing music and talking yes. stop right behind me and I was so mad <laughs> but I know I'm like that sometimes but I know I'm gonna miss it like it was yeah. still fun even when I was annoyed oh for sure and I think I feel like on the bus rides home and especially this has happened to me on some of the bus rides home where you get into one of two states Especially when there's be times, I think this year, a couple of times we came home at like 1231 in the morning. Yes. You, you get in one of two states. You get either just extremely tired where you're like sleeping or you get extremely overtired and you just start acting goofy and everything <laughs> funny and there's <laughs> laughing and you're just it's it, you usually get like half the bus is one way. Half the bus yes. is the other yeah. way. It can be frustrating when that happens. But on the way there, I was always just like looking out the window, like not a thought in my head, just waiting to get there. <laughs> and then it takes a while to warm up once you get off the bus and actually. Yeah, very stiff. Yeah, like you still have a whole meet to go through, even though you just went through an entire bus ride. And then the bus ride home, you have to get through. Yeah, it's that's very hard to think day. about. Definitely a long to think about. And in it, they are long days. I mean, there are times where, on a, especially last year on any given meets, we'd get there, we'd get to the school around 6.30, get on the bus by 7. We're talking, we wouldn't get home sometimes till 3, 4, 5, yeah. um, depending on the meet schedule. So it was, it was almost like a longer school day on a Saturday yeah. or I even this year on a Sunday sometimes. The meets that would happen after school Friday, I think were the Those worst. Those were the worst. I, I was on the four by two team and we were running and it was like 10 p.m. And I'm like, I don't want to be running right now. Like, I'd rather just be sitting up in the team area. Yeah, I love how everyone just sleeps wherever. And yes. There's no order. People bring like inflatable bags. Yes. <laughs> everyone so looks food. homeless. Oh, my gosh. Everyone brings like buckets of food. Not even yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know uh, the coaches up there, like Coach Dan and I, uh, Coach Norton and I would talk. Um, like, I usually get to my school at around 7.30. I've, I think the one time I looked like, all right, Dan, I started the workday technically at 7.30 in the morning. It's now almost 1 in the morning. I have almost been working like, tw I mean, I'm going on what, 
18 hours, 17 hours. I mean, it's, it's a long day. It's a long, exhausting day. Um, but is it, um, and that's another thing I wanted to bring up. How many, like, how different is it is, is it as an athlete where on, on indoor, we have three coaches on outdoor, we have four coaches. Like, is it, how different is it just having those different coaches where in, in volleyball or hockey, you might only have, you might, you might have one coach or an assistant coach where you have two coaches giving you two different point of views. Is it a different dynamic, a little bit taking, getting used to where you're dealing with four coaches or where, is it where you guys pretty much deal with just me the entire time? And um, you're like my coach, like the other coaches are there, but you're the only one I'm getting advice from. I hope I'm not getting advice from like the three running coaches. Um, You mean Marconi's not giving you (laughs) She's definitely like. She's definitely trying. She's she's a positive presence, but I don't need like her to tell me what to fix about my throw. And they usually don't, but it's kind of nice to have. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of different characters, I guess. Like, four different personalities. It makes it interesting. I know, um, because I do, like, other events other than throwing, I know that Dan's, like, he gives me, like, all this advice for long jump and my short running career. Machivier gave me a few pointers. It's definitely nice to have coaches that deal with different aspects of the sport. As to when I did volleyball, my coach, she's, like, she was a middle hitter. Like, she rarely, like, plays defense. Like, I'm, like, I was mainly defense. I'm not sure if you're familiar, like, what a libero is, but, like, I never, like, touched the front of the court. And it was, it was really, it was frustrating for volleyball to, like, hear, like, defensive pointers that, like, I knew wouldn't really work for me because I'm so, like, drastically different than my coach. Um, In hockey, though, we did have three or four coaches but it was like offensive coach defensive coach head coach and then assistant coach so okay I was was only working with two of them did the message ever get a little confusing since it was coming from three or four different people at that point yes many times they got confused (laughs) I could see and that's one thing and I've talked about this a couple times on here where with myself Mativier uh, coach Mativier coach Norton and coach Marconi and also Coach Brunger. Um, I don't want to forget him because he oh, uh, he's hurdling points from him. I hurdled one time. Absolutely. I, I remember that. It's um, I feel like our styles really blend together where we can we all share information with her and we're all sort of we might tell it a little bit differently, but we're all getting the same message across to the athletes. Um, and I think some school or some sports, some schools, you don't necessarily see the coaches on that same page. And I think it's it's just so key uh, for coaching and for athletes, hearing it come from the same message, maybe coming a little bit differently, but the same message coming across to the same athletes. And I feel like even though we have like four or five coaches, um, you guys all have a pretty good a pretty good idea of like how the team is doing like if I do really well in my event, like Brunder will congratulate me. It's like, I don't even see Brunder at the meet. He called me the discus queen the other day. <laughs> but I like know every coach pretty well, even if they're not my individual coach. So, so that's nice. Sometimes the message between the four of you gets confused. I remember sometimes I have to ask like Dan when the bus is coming, because I'll ask Monahan and he'll you tell can me get he some doesn't know. Answers, yeah. I don't know. 
exactly. <laughs> and that and that's that's the beauty of it, where there'll be times that I'll even text Dan, like, is the bus coming at 3 30, 4 o'clock? Like, when's it coming? Sometimes you'll say something pretty confidently, and then and they'll then, be like, Oh, Dan said something else, and you're like, Dan, is this different? <laughs> I remember right. one time, one time I asked you when the bus was coming and you gave me an answer and I told all the throwers and then the bus was like 15 minutes, like it was coming at 3.45 and not 3.30 and all the we throwers were, all were there. there 15 minutes. Early. Well, that's why I wanted to make sure you were there at 3.30 yeah, 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 yeah. you know, better to be early than to be late. Yeah. But you yeah. say 3.30, we get there at like 3.15 and the bus isn't coming until 3.45, so... And I know for me, my um, speaking of stuff that I seem confident about, but don't know nothing about anytime I give a weather report, uh, <laughs> my, my weather reports have not Feels. been that confident. You will give the weather report and then we'll be like, did you check? And you'll be like, nope, no. <laughs> Talking um, about the real feel, the weather prediction. Is it going to rain? <laughs> Or my just but like, you know what? I think next meet, it's supposed to be nicer weather. It's supposed Wait, to be a check good. and it wouldn't be at all. It's like 50 degrees. Thunderstorms, yeah. <laughs> you got to stay positive during practice. You got to stay positive. You're uh, usually honest about it, though. If you're called out, you'll admit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, it's, what are some of your, and we I know we kind of talked a little bit about this during uh, senior night. That was uh, two weeks ago. But what are some of your most like memorable just stories, whether it's in track and field, whether it's in volleyball or hockey? Like what's just any any memorable stories that kind of come into your head about sports? I mean, I remember this year during volleyball, um, usually in volleyball, JV has their game and then varsity plays like right after them. But it was a different day where it was just a varsity game and all of my friends went out to eat before the game and we got a huge meal. And then we go on to play the game and I had to get subbed out the third set of the game because I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> I sat in the bathroom for like 10 minutes, like over the toilet, like trying not to let it all out. And then I had to play the game feeling so nauseous, but honestly, it was worth it. I had a nice meal before. Yeah, I remember with volleyball, we had this busing issue for a tournament. <laughs> and so we were sitting at the school for like an hour and a half at least or something. And at the same time at the school, they were setting up this art show or this craft show, whatever. So we're just sitting in the way of all this. We had no clue what was going on with the buses. Why My spilled her coffee. <laughs> One of our teammates spilled her entire coffee all over someone's craft. But we had no bus. My parents ended up driving us. And then our one friend had to drive our coach <laughs> in our car. It's just like the goopy stuff. That's yeah. Not, like, the actual, like I have memories of like senior night volleyball and like it being fun to play. But I, it's like the fun stuff that doesn't happen when we're actually competing. Yeah. Like I, I said it before, um, but when I first long jumped, having no practices and having like three guys telling me what to do, I was so lost. There was no one around, but yeah, that no. was, that was funny. That I was remember, funny. I remember the Depew relays. Oh, I think our freshman the wildcat relays. it was like the coldest meet I've ever been at. It was like windy. Mud covered everywhere. Oh my God, it was disgusting. And shot was like the last event and it was taking forever. 
and I remember I was a freshman I was like so intimidated I went with Grace and Lindsay to like Grace's dad's car to sit there because we were so cold and I was like so scared I was like oh my gosh I'm like a freshman like they're so much older than me and then we almost missed our event but <laughs> like it's just really weird stuff happens I feel like sometimes in sports that's the most memorable stuff when stuff goes I don't want to say wrong, but when stuff goes not as planned. When we but couldn't when some... get the host to work at the track and we, <laughs> but we had to go to my house. house. Jess's house. Yeah. <laughs> so that we had to fill up the water at your hose on your. <laughs> Everyone said, this tastes like hose water. <laughs> like, well, that's because it is. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but I feel like that's, a, and it just makes memories, you know, stuff when stuff doesn't go according to plan or when you have to adapt to stuff. Um, I know one story from my playing days, this was a uh, soccer travel where we were, we were already down one player. So we were already playing 11 V 10. Um, we were up two to one um, playing against a tough team. And all of a sudden at halftime, one of our teammates decides to just go because he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, it just went and we figured, all right, he'd go and come back. No, he just left. Like just left, came back. We gave him so much, uh, so much crap afterwards for it. But he just left. We ended up losing the game, I think, three to two, because at that point we played the rest of the game down by two players, and um, it was just, you know, he just looked like I really had to go. I couldn't like there's a, and it was a, everybody yelling like there's a porta potty right next to the. No, I can't go in those. And, like he had to run or hop on his bike and bike home and just didn't come back. So, but it's, it's goofy stuff like that. I mean, everybody remembers the, you know, the, everybody has the stories of when they won this or when they scored this or when they won that. But I feel like the, the, the stories of stuff that just when accidents happen or when things don't go according to plan, those are the ones that you tend to remember a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. for sure. How we uh, ran our throwing four by one with a banana this year. That was funny. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. Cause you two came up to me, you were like, you were like, Monahan, what if we use a special baton? What if you we wanted use to run with a pizza box? An empty pizza box. That was the first goal. But then you were like, no way, not happening. So then we thought about like various items that are the size of the, <laughs> of the baton. And we thought banana. And that <laughs> was shut down as well. Uh, that was shut down, but I said, as long as it's not a real banana or well, real I like anything. I didn't think you would be able to get like a fake banana so easily. Yeah, they were on clearance at Michael's. They yeah, we 50 got 50 cents a piece. We yeah, got two, we got bananas. two bananas for a dollar. <laughs> See, uh, more learning stuff. You learn now where to get your fake bananas from. <laughs> yeah, I remember going like right before the meet. Yeah. We're like, let's just see if we find something. We thought, no, we thought it was going to take us so long. I picked everything <laughs> we like there. 45 minutes before the meet started. We got there. It was like 20 minutes before we had to be there. Right. Yeah, I think we got, you got gas. Yeah, we had we to were stop. Doing we got gas. We, we took the scenic route back to the track. And then did the did the official say anything? What before the real egg? Like, no, we were exhibition. I don't think they really cared about us. It was the end. No, we were delayed. Like we didn't start for a while. To they took forever to start. I remember I was chatting up with everyone around me and I looked, I looked at one of our teammates and I'm like, is this because of the banana? Are we stopped <laughs> because of the banana? But I had no way of knowing until Aaron was coming at me with the banana. <laughs> and, <when they> <laughs> 
Well, and then that. <laughs> Angelie and I were warming up because she was passing it to me and we kept dropping it and I was so scared. Yes. Oh my gosh. Drop the banana on the track. Well, and then that was the senior night meet where Dan and his father literally built the shot put Oh pit, my gosh. Um, yeah. the day before the meet. And then all during that meet, I had to run the Home Depot, grab some, or sorry, run to uh, value down the road, grab some paint. Then I had to run back to value because we had to, we needed um, some more, uh, screws to put in finish off the pit so that was because our you know our shot put pit literally was on fire um <laughs> with you the, weren't even gonna make it back for us i know i was texting you i was calling you i was like he better be here when <laughs> I, think, I like, like i mentioned in I my speech he's not yeah. gonna miss this <laughs> no i was really grateful that. Yeah. And in, in fact, I remember I was literally I got back there with the paint and I started painting the vector lines and Fink was near there. And I heard the announcements about senior night and I literally threw the can of paint to Vic or uh, Fink. And I was like, finish this off. And I <laughs> went on for the, the thing of senior night. But it was a crazy couple of days just because we wanted to make sure as coaches, we wanted to make sure that especially Aaron had a shot put pit to throw at her senior night. Cause until then we didn't have one because of that car accident um, that the, yeah, the car landed in front of it. Circle, but it was just not underwater. <laughs> I really didn't think it was going to happen that a circle was going to get made, but I was really devastated. Cause I knew like, we, I knew it wasn't going to get cleaned up in like the week of the meet. Yeah. <laughs> I knew nothing was going to happen and nothing has happened yet, but no, I, really really appreciate what went into getting that circle made and dan's dad coming and everyone setting it up and carrying it over and it's very very odd out there but i think it's on brand for us and i like that it's there i remember uh before like the meet started all the throwers moved it to one area but (laughs) it was the wrong wrong area (laughs) so they had to move it back i know and i was like seeing if it was too slippery yes right before the meet started making sure it was okay to even throw in (laughs) no i was so upset i was like this is like i know i throw discs but i was like this is my event and it's like Mm -hmm. my last meet here and i'm not even gonna get to throw and then i did and i pr'd i was gonna say not only did you throw you pr'd that beat yeah well i wanted to get over for the four by one but you were really mad at me and you're like get your throws i was like get your because you had so much time i'm like aaron relax you got a lot of time no i'm gonna be late for the four by one i'm gonna be (laughs) late for the four by one I had to warm up for the four by one. I had to warm up. Like I was really nervous about it. We had to get our baton passing in. We had to do our accelerations, our form. No, and and I think Monahan was literally holding us up because he'd hold the shot and he'd be like, come out here. And he'd be like, you need to knock it off. (laughs) Just get in there and throw. And I just like launched the last couple ones. But I was like, I gotta get over there. I'm gonna miss it. But it was definitely fun. Like I said, you PR'd there. Um, it was a lot of fun, but just simple stuff like that that can, you know, who who thought we would have to build a shot put pit? Right. But we did, and it turned out great. And it's going to be great for indoor, too, because now we actually have a indoor pit again. And, Aaron, I don't know if you were on the team when we had the that indoor pit before, but then when they renovated the gym, just – we yeah they lost it they lost it they threw it out they whatever and i was so angry because that pit was (laughs) awesome but uh, i think the one we have now is even better thanks to dan and his father yeah thank you mr norton thank you norton's 
All right, ladies, I think we have gotten to that point where we're going to do the hot seat question round. So there are five questions that will come now. Uh, the last couple episodes, or actually it's been a while now that we've been having our guests. Um, they get to ask a few hot seat questions as well. So we'll have five. So while you're answering, um, we'll have five total. So while we're answering, you know, you come up with one or two if you can. Um, and we'll, we'll do the five hot seat questions. You girls ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. So question number one, uh, we'll keep it with sports. Um, what sport, if you could go back and have another four years of high school, but you couldn't do a sport that you did now, what's one sport you would do or you wish you would have tried while you're in high school? And it can't be track and field, can't be hockey, can't be volleyball. One sport that you wish you would have tried if you had another four years. Tennis. You did tennis. Oh, I did tennis for what? Okay, <laughs> never mind. Um, maybe tennis or maybe even swimming. Yeah, no, swimming looks fun. Yeah, and they like they're like ripped. Yeah, like, they're 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 they beefed. work out a lot. Not only that, but swimming is swimming is the best workout. It hits every single muscle group. No, swimming yeah, is one of the hardest sports you could do. Oh, like, for sure. They're so athletic you've got to be in shape for that. Uh, for me, I'd say if I could go back, if I couldn't do soccer or track and field, um, I might be a little small, but whatever I do, I do football. I'd be a, I'd be a field goal kicker. I'd be oh. a field goal kicker. Little running back. You could be the kicker, yeah. <laughs> the kicker. I'd be the kicker or the punter. I'm a small guy, <laughs> but I'd probably do football. All right. So question two, do you girls think of anything yet? Or should I give another one here? No, I don't, I don't have anything. Yet. I was trying to get a feel for what they were. All right. It can literally be about anything. In fact, question two, we're going to go to um, what is, let's see, what um, today, you know, this weekend, it's been kind of like a rainy, drizzly weekend. What's your favorite rainy day or rainy weekend activity to do? Doesn't even have to be now. Could be back when you were like really young, like just a rainy something that you that you always looked forward to on a rainy day. I like to nap. I get I a good nap that. rainy days. Yeah, I like to nap. I like to just like sit in my bed and just mm -hmm. like read or something. Just kind of chill, relax a little bit. Yeah, I like to like open my blinds and like watch the rain, but like not be outside. Not be in the. Yeah. Okay. For me as a little kid, like, you know, five, six, seven years old as a little kid, I always loved just going out and jumping in puddles, <laughs> in rain puddles. Yeah. Um, but now it's more of, I wouldn't say necessarily sleep, but I love just putting on Netflix or uh, Hulu or whatever and just Netflixing a show or a season or just um, being on the couch and probably not as active as I should be, but definitely <laughs> like to just veg out on the couch, Netflix and and just relax. Probably the, the dog's definitely trying to eat my snacks, <laughs> but um, it's just, it's, it's more of a Netflix day. I feel like on a rainy day. Yeah. All right. Question three, Jess, I see you smiling over there. Do you have a question? Okay. It's kind of simple, but what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm going, this is my all-time favorite, and I got made fun of so much because nobody wanted to order it for me. I loved mint tingling. 
mint tingling, the mint ice cream or, or mint chocolate chip. I, I like loved mint it. Mint tingling's a strong choice. That was always my favorite. And none of my friends would order it. Like I'd, I'd have to be the one ordering the ice cream or I got made so much fun for, I got made fun of for eating it. But you asked for mint tingling. Are you like, can I have the mint, mint tingling, please? <laughs> I would at Dee Dee's Dairy in Niagara Falls. That's what it was called. Ooh, it was called Dee Dee Tingling. So that that was my all time favorite. But I'm I'm an ice cream I'm an ice cream person in general. I love Ooh, ice I cream. love ice cream. I love ice cream. Um, I'd say I like like orange chocolate ice cream. Mm. Orange chocolate. Yeah, Funky. this place platters. My mom and I go sometimes, and they make orange chocolate, and they make orange chocolate ice cream too. And I like Ooh. the orange chocolate ice cream. That sounds delicious. I'll have to try that out. Jess, what about you? I like I like either cookies and cream or Rocky Road. Ooh. But if I'm getting okay, those are like hard, like hard scoops. But if I'm getting like custard, I get a medium twist with rainbow sprinkles every single time. Okay. Yeah, that was my fun run order. Yeah, that was my fun run order. <laughs> now here's here's a little follow-up. So we'll call this question three B. Are you more of a soft serve or a hard serve? Like hard ice cream, soft ice cream or hard ice cream? It really depends on the place like there's this place in like i think like williamsville called like sweet jenny's ice cream Ooh, I love oh it. yeah i gotta get their hard scoops there but if i'm going to anderson's or like dairy queen i always get medium twist with rainbow sprinkles yeah i feel like if i'm out for ice cream i get soft serve because yeah. i'm out for ice cream okay but if i'm stopping to get ice cream after something i'll get like a little scoop of something yeah okay very cool. Very cool. No, I'm always, I was always more of the, uh, the hard ice cream, but, uh, I would love it in a, um, what are they called? Uh, not a waffle cone, but like a sugar cone or whatever. Ooh, I like a sugar cone. Those are, those were always the best. All right, Aaron, do you have a question? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll see. I'll come up with question four here. All right. Um, favorite uh favorite comfort food like favorite whether it's a snack whether it's a meal just favorite uh favorite comfort food um, for me i'm going with a snack i'm going with uh i guess it might not be a snack but i just lo- i always love nachos like just there's nothing like That'll just lift your spirits up. Just in like a nice bowl full of nachos, jalapenos, cheese, like just ooey gooey. I, I love nachos. I feel like mine's mac and cheese. Mm, like okay, I like mac and cheese. It really depends on whether we're going for like snack or like a main dish. My like snack comfort food of choice is like Cape Cod like kettle chips, Ooh. but. Ooh. I think buttered noodles are my comfort food. Oh, I always eat buttered noodles always, when I'm having I always a day. make buttered noodles. I can't, I don't, if it's with the sauce, it's it's just not the same. Really? Oh, I love making spaghetti sauce. I make I make the homemade sauce at our house, but uh, no, I, I was think- never a fan of the buttered noodles. Oh, really? I love buttered noodles. Put, put some Parmesan, Parmesan cheese, cheese on yeah. it, some garlic seasoning. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Okay, so all right, so you doctor it up a little bit. You don't just put oh, yeah, noodles no, no, and butter. Just okay, butter and noodles. <laughs> okay, yeah, Parmesan cheese, Parmesan cheese too. <laughs> all right, you got to have a little. You got to doctor it up a little bit. Yeah. All right, Aaron, did you think of a question for number five to bring it home? Um, I'll say, like, what's your favorite song to listen to before 
like some kind of competition because I was just thinking about our bus ride. And oh God! Asking for song requests. Oh, I know my answer. Where all my requests got denied, denied, denied. Well, you know, requesting no. Frank Sinatra. We, we did play that one song. We will rock you. Yeah, we, we were into that. <laughs> Jess, you want to sing? We will rock you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, all, right. <laughs> all right uh let's see favorite competition song that's a good question um for me it'd probably be like if i'm if i was playing for me it would probably be something like uh heavy metal like from metallica or just something to really kind of get you get you like, fired up um so i'd guess i'd say probably like enter sandman that, that for some reason that popped into my head enter sandman from metallica Mine is the Pitch Perfect finale from the first movie, uh, The Barton Bellas, Price Tag. Yeah. Um, that gets me hype every single time. I can play it and I'd be in the mood. Get ready for my track meet, volleyball game, tennis match, hockey game, no matter what. I would definitely say Pitch Perfect because that's yes. just so personal for track. We um, played it every single meet last year. Every single meet, we brought that little speaker and we played it. <laughs> You've got me hooked on Black Widow. So oh, Black Widow. Oh, wait, I have two options. Either the Pitch Perfect finale or Black Widow. <laughs> that one gets me going. And it's always like an effort to get it, especially for track. No one wants to play Black Widow by Iggy Azalea. It's just Aaron and I in the back of the bus. <laughs> but it gets, it gets me going. So Now, is there a different song for volleyball or is it the same song? We always played Hotel Room Service. Oh, Hotel Room Service was for volleyball. We always played that. Oh, Pursuit of Happiness. Hotel Room Service, Pursuit of Happiness for volleyball, Pitch Perfect, and Black Widow for track. You couldn't mix the two. Everyone knows Pitch Perfect. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming out, um, especially the day before the big NFL (laughs) track meet. So are we we excited? We're getting getting 33, 34 in in shot. We're getting... 100 in disc, 35 in, in shot. I think um, I might just go out there and spend tomorrow on a hand for a shot. Oh. I'll for, shot? for a shot? All right, let's try it. We can try it. We can try it during warm-up. But I'll be at the top of the podium tomorrow, so. Absolutely. Um, and that's going to be awesome. I, I'm fully expecting um, you, to, you two plus Anjali um, on podiums for shot and disc. It's going to be neck and neck between Anja and I. I can already Yeah, I think she's it. your only competition. No, honestly, she really is. It's going to be, it's either first and second, me or her. It's going to be great. And it's going to be, and I'm loving the fact that it's going to push you two to be your best out there. And no better time than uh, NFL championships and sectionals the following week um, to be peaking at the right time. Yes. So thank you, ladies, for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had fun. Yeah, thank um, you for having us. Thank n- you. No problem. Anytime. Um, oh, one last question before we go. I'm going to make this um, coaching in the future. Yes or no? Do you two think, do you two, cons- would you think of coaching in the future, whether it's track and field, volleyball, hockey, any sport? Could you see yourself be high school modified college coaches in the future? I want to say yes, but I I just don't know if I have what it takes to coach like someone like actually be the coach I would I'd coach track and field I wouldn't I don't think I could do volleyball or something like that but I would do track I I would definitely do volleyball I don't think I could track and field it's too big too many people volleyball is like one team all the girls like yeah 
I, well, I could definitely see you two being coaches out there. Um, of Maybe course, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be busy in your career. Well, I want to ref. I want to yeah, ref. I want to be officials. <laughs> I love some fire the gun. Yes. <laughs> but oh no. My gosh, that one official that grunted at me. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be Pat. I like that guy <laughs> from indoor. With Pat the- from indoor. We should. I, I, flags. I went in. I went into the Will South invite. I told Monahan, I want to see both flags being raised today. I want to raise the red flag. He yelled at me. He was like, "You don't want to see that red flag. If I see that red flag, no, I love when I foul and they're like, yeah, okay, flip it upside down. <laughs> I want to do that. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, and make sure everybody out there, you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Stories from the Sidelines. Um, thank you, ladies. We'll, uh, I'll have a follow-up with you guys. Um, I'll make sure to tell everybody that you girls are NFL champions. Um, on our next show, we'll tell everybody how you guys did. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you next week on Stories from the Sidelines.